Hi, and welcome to All Manner of Things. In this episode, we talk about the expansion to Lords of Waterdeep, the Scoundrels of Skullport. Hi, my name's Shondell. And I'm Peter. And we are doing another expansion review today of... The Scoundrels of Skullport. There's a tongue twister for you. So let's make a start. What's in the box? Okay, in the box for Scoundrels of Skullport, we have, there's actually two separate expansions included, the Undermountain expansion and the Skullport expansion. On top of that, there's a new faction called the Grey Hands. So you can play with six players. And there's also an extra agent for all the existing factions because there's going to be new locations. So you're going to need more agents to play. So the Skullport expansion consists of extra intrigue cards, building cards and quest cards. You have a, uh, an additional area where people can um, place their agents and you have a corruption track as well with a new element Skulls, little mini skulls. Yes. Um, and then for the Undermountain expansion, again, it comes with extra intrigue cards, building cards, and quest cards, and another little mini board, um, which has a bunch of new locations you can use for Undermountain, but I think that's all the Undermountain one there. That's yeah. all the Undermountain one comes with. Yep. One last thing that Boss comes with is some little tokens that represent five of each of the different um, adventurers you can collect just in case you run out. Impact. So the Skullport expansion, as mentioned, consists of two player boards. One of them is a, um, a tracking board of the corruption that you have. And that's where you place all your skulls. And the other is essentially more locations for you to put your agents on. And they have ways for you to get these skulls. Now, these skulls are actually bad for you. They are negative points if you receive them in the game. And they only really come into effect at the very end of the game. So it's possible to get rid of the skulls as well. But the ports themselves, they're, worth, they're a lot more powerful in the way that you actually receive extra gold or more player blocks or what have you. So it's a bit of a, a new mechanism, a negative mechanism, but with higher reward, high risk, high reward, essentially. Yeah, and the way the track works with that is that like there's three skulls placed on each. So the first spot is negative one, the next spot is negative two, and so on. The first and one actually has one skull on it. Okay, and yeah. then all the rest have three skulls. Yep, yep, yep. And they, as you take them. That, that negative number, whichever of those spots you get up to, is how much it's worth at the end. So as more people take them off there, then the negatives that each skull is worth is more. So it's not just the ones that you take off, it's the ones that other people take off as well. So even if you've only taken one, if they get up to negative eight points each for the end of the game, then yeah. it's, you know, everyone has negative eight points for every skull they get. Very high, and it's a new layer of strategy in this, and I really enjoy the, oh, yeah, the skulls. Oh, yeah, definitely. It changes the dynamics of the game, and it makes the this 
as I mentioned, high risk, high reward element to it. Yeah. Um, you know. There's there's some quests that bonuses they let you put skulls back, or some intrigue cards that might let you put skulls back on the corruption track. Yeah. Um, and those locations, like they're so tempting. I mean, one of them gives you what is it? Two orange blocks and two black blocks. If you go to that location, but you have to take a skull. But it's so tempting to get that many, like blocks, and it's only one skull. So it's yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the Undermountain expansion, like I said, is just the it's just the extra cards. It doesn't have anything additional, so it doesn't play differently at all. However, it does change the game. So even though it doesn't change the mechanics of the game, it does change the game in two ways. The quest cards, there are some Arnton Mountain quest cards that were, are worth a lot more victory points yes. than all the previous quest cards. Yeah. So I think they're worth like 40, whereas before the highest might have been like 20 or 25. Yep. And the the other thing that I found with Undermountain, more than those difference in quest cards, is they there's more opportunities to pick up and play intrigue cards. And I felt I never really fully... Um, appreciated it. Yeah, appreciated yeah. or yep. um, made the most of intrigue cards or really investigated how they play until we played the Undermountain expansion. And because you've got more opportunities to play intrigue and pick up intrigue cards, you I just felt I was a lot more likely to play them after mm. using Undermountain and going, actually, these cards are really cool and it just sort of opens you up to a whole new way of playing. Yes, so, and there's extra Lords cards as well, I should match. Oh, I yes, to match. Yes. Yeah, to match the different things. Yeah, so there was one particular Lord card in there which actually has... Gives you points for the skulls. Gives Is that you points what you're for the skulls, yeah. yeah, exactly, which, again... So they are still negative, but then they're also positive, so if you can sort of... You get to... I don't know, if you can keep the negative value to a certain level, then they sort of are cancelled out by the positive, but it means you get to use the the better locations. I don't know. It's a gamble yeah, with that one. It's yeah. a tricky lord to play, but it is a bit of fun. I almost feel with that particular um, card or that lord, you actually feel like you're the traitor if there was such a thing in this particular <laughs> game. So, yeah, it's very cool. Best and Worst Okay, my best for this game is the corruption track with the skulls. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I like the way how it's risky. Like you really have to weigh up. Do you want to take a skull? It does mean you get better stuff, but then you get negatives at the end. How frequently do you want to take them? And then sometimes I find when we play this game towards the end, everyone wants to jump on the skull port locations because they want to get all those extra adventurers and stuff to finish off some quests desperately at the end but then the locations get filled up with agents quickly and you can't use them and yeah I just I really I, like that skull port. I have to agree with you the skull port um, corruption track is really adds this dynamic that I didn't even think was lacking with the base game until no. you play it and it's like oh my goodness this is so much cooler how did it how did a, a really good game just get better and it just lifts it up a notch it is so good to be able to to um, look at and to, to see those high benefits, big gains, and then you get this skull with it and you're like, oh, I've got to get rid of it. And then you'd have this like um, a quest or an intrigue card or something, something that allows you to give it back. 
Yes. But you hang on to that to the very end of the game and yeah. you play it and then you get rid of all, you, you know, it's almost like this, the last couple of rounds, people are like abandoning all their skulls and throwing them back on the corruption track or passing them between different people. And you're really, really good. And you're really trying to complete those quests that let you get the skulls back. Like towards the end of the game, you're like, I better complete this quest because I had relied on the fact that I get to return three skulls or something. Yes. Or you get someone else who has certain cards and I, get, I can't remember if it's quest or entry cards. That instead of returning the skulls to the corruption track, which would make them less negative, yeah. um, they remove them from the game altogether. So you're neg- never going to get that less negative back. That, that just, it does make sense. It sounds yeah, confusing, yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. 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 Very cool. Definitely the best part, I think, of this. Yep. My worst yeah. is that it's not designed to play both of the expansions together because mm-hmm. they're both so good. As much as I say Skullport's my favourite, I do really love the focus on intrigue cards that Undermountain brings. So I do really love that expansion as well. And the fact that um, you only get one extra agent with all the extra locations. Like I feel if they just gave you two extra agents, then you would be able to play it. Like even though we still play it with both expansions because we just love them both. But the blocking doesn't happen as much without enough agents. So that's, that's my worst. My worst is that... I don't believe they're going to produce another expansion with this Lords of Waterdeep. And I think that's a shame. I really think that they've used such creativity in both of these um, expansions in one box that I, I just see that, I don't know, there's almost more potential out there as well. I just don't, I just really wish they would introduce another expansion, if that makes it. Yeah, because because they did such a good job yeah, with this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and it, look, it, it just blends so well into the original base game. Yep. Final thoughts. Okay, so final impression for me is this game blends so well into the base game, and adds in so much extra depth and strategy that you have to get it it's it's so good yep my my overall impression of this game my final thoughts of this game is in my mind this is the best expansion to a game that there is Mm. if we ever do a top three expansions this is going to be my number one spoiler but but if you were ever considering buying an expansion to any of the games you've got and you've got Lords of Waterdeep, buy this one. It's pretty amazing. Um, it, I don't think I would play this game without the expansions. I have since we bought it though. Yeah? Um, yep, because we had to host oh, it yeah. at a Games Unplugged, so we have played it without the expansions and we still really enjoyed the base game. Yeah. But this expansion just adds so much and it's just, yeah, it's just fantastic. So my buy F for this one is the same as my buy F for Lords of Waterdeep, which is just buy it. Yeah, yep. That's if it. you've got Lords of Waterdeep and you're questioning whether or not you should get this expansion, get this expansion. Well, what I would say to that is get the base game, play it until you think you've had enough of it. Which will be never. Which will be never. But, you know, you know what I'm saying is like get used to the rules, don't get tempted to play them both at the same time because then you won't really appreciate the extra depth and strategy the expansion gives you. 
You have been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at allmannerofthings.com or alternatively, you can find us on our website www.allmannerofthings.com Thanks for listening. Bye. And on top of that, there's a new faction called the Greyhounds. Greyhounds. <laughs> <laughs>